0: Hello and welcome to the Folklore Podcast. I'm Mark Norman, folklore researcher and author. We've spoken many times before on the podcast about how folklore can be found behind so many of the things that we do every day. It might be a family tradition, it might be a superstition, and it might be in the most basic rituals that you perform every morning. There is a well established background still explored by many who use the term pagan to describe their path, of our being closely in tune with nature, the cycles of the seasons, the sun and moon, or the wheel of the year. There are multitudinous calendar customs born from this. From religious celebration to pure entertainment, much of our folklore is closely linked to nature and the year. Sometimes this might be in ways that you would not immediately call to mind. In today's episode, we present you with one example of that. Alice Marie uses the descriptor of the beauty witch in her work. She's an author and actress, and has studied the use of natural products for nutrition. She has a passion for following a lifestyle which is based in botany and the use of plants in conjunction with the cycles of the year, the sun and the moon. She has designed a range of products for health and beauty using this lifestyle as a starting point, many of which she shares along with the thinking behind them in her book The Beauty Witch's Secrets, which is published by Llewellyn. Hilary Wilson spoke with Alice Marie about her lifestyle and work in an interview which we hope demonstrates once again How Folklore May Lie Beneath Practices Where You May Not Expect It.
1: Welcome to the podcast today. So, you are the beauty witch.
2: Oh, hello. I didn't know you were saying hello to me. I (laughs) was just saying hello to everyone in general. Yes, I am,
1: in fact. (laughs) Yeah, so you wrote in your book this brilliant story about how you came about that moniker. Would you like to share
2: I would. I um, it it came about just out of the blue, as things do like that. And um, you know, it started as this little tiny intuitive whisper. You know those that they they kind of have a neutral voice, and you know that it's your intuition. And I just kept hearing this phrase, "Beauty witch, the beauty witch," and I thought. that's interesting and it just kept growing and it kept sort of tugging at me and tapping at me and nagging at me until it just it literally filled the room it was like colorful and bright and tactile and it was all around me it was really really sensual and I thought I've got to use that I I have to use it that's going to be the name of my book. I I had no idea, I had many other titles, but but I said, "No, that's it, that's the one. And I thought, well, someone somewhere must be using it, it must mean something. So I looked into it and no one was using it, but I did discover that in the Far East, there is a term of a beauty witch, which means that if you are a woman, particularly of a certain age, and you, you look good and you have good skin and you're sexy and you're youthful and you're vibrant. You have this inner glow that comes out. Something must be involved there. You must be doing some <laughs> sort of witchcraft or some sort of sorcery because no one could possibly age that well without. Some kind of something going on. And of course, sometimes something is going on. Sometimes people, you know, make a lot of visits to their surgeons or dermatologists or whatever it is, but that's not necessarily the way you have to go. And mm-hmm. you can, of course. I'm not here to tell anyone they can't or shouldn't. It's just that there's a way to connect with your own feminine power, your own grace, your own radiance, that that sort of inner fire does not have to go away. And that to me is what, what creates a glow. And if you're willing to go a little deeper and connect to the earth herself and the rhythm of the seasons and the stars uh-huh. and the rhythm of the stars and the planets and all of these things together, you're willing to work with the cycles of the moon and the sun. You can really, really, really tap into something
1: that's quite extraordinary, in my opinion. Yeah, a lot of pagan belief is tied to the turning of the seasons. Yes. And I was really, really surprised reading your book that I hadn't seen anybody talking about self-care in relations to mm-hmm. the turning of the seasons until you.
2: Well, I, I think it it applies in so many areas. It, it applies everywhere in our lives. Why not to taking care of yourself from the most basic how we eat and what we absorb on the inside to how we work with our well-being on the outside? You know, what what we apply to our skin, what we what we bathe in, what you know, why does that have to be somehow separate? I don't I don't I don't think it should be. I don't think it is. I think it's just as important. And when you start to time all of those things together, then they come together. It's it's extremely potent. It's extremely potent. And you see, I, I've seen so many people that I've worked with over the years that the confidence just goes through the roof, and that's what you need. <laughs> you need that confidence. You need that that inner fire. You do, and you need to com- keep stoking it. You can't let it go out. That's I think that's how we we're all going to age. That's that's a fact, and that's a beautiful fact. It's it's part of our lives. It's a part of evolution. There's no such thing as anti-aging. Mm-hmm. Although it's such a buzzword in in skincare and yeah. and and beauty. But we're all going to age. We all are aging every every moment, every day. But I think that that radiance can always be there. I think that glow can always be there. I think that magnetism can always be there. And I think it has everything to do with. How you take care of yourself, how you treat yourself, it shows other people how you're you're to be treated.
1: I love the idea of it, you know, flowing with the seasons as well, because yes, being in definitely. tune with that, I, you know, not just um, you know in tune with it as you know as in well this is the current moon phase, but also right. in tune with it in terms of, you know, it's this season this plant is now in bloom, right? You know, this would be more powerful. It just puts you more in touch with everything around you, so you'd have to be, you know, more uh, vibrant, you know. As
2: absolutely, is. and especially when you're talking about about plants and flowers and roots and, and 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 the elements, you know, the the air outside. If it's sunny, if it's not, if it's night, if it's day, if it's cold, if it's hot. Um, the things that you gravitate towards seasonally, too, naturally, the body wants to gravitate toward. Yes, you are you are aligning, and then therefore you're in a a really strong natural cycle, too, where you're resting when you are meant to rest, you're creating when you're meant to create, you're maybe you're you're working harder in one spot than the other when you're meant to. And as you say, you're you're really tapped into the seasonal I'm just going to call it plants. let's give it yeah. a a blanket plants and so yes, they are at their height they are at their most potent and so you're just going to take their magic with you and yeah. and and honor their magic you know
1: give it back to them too uh, it reminded me of uh, this year I was lucky enough to go to the local orchards to pick apples. Mm-hmm. And mm. just how astonishingly phenomenal these apples were. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Just you know, being able to eat something when it's actually in season, you know, to eat something that's also a local varietal, you know, that is just a magical experience. I think
2: it really is. Uh, we always hear about you know, eat local, eat seasonal, buy local, support your farmers. But until people actually do it, they don't see the difference and it's it's like you know I, someone said to me recently who's really not attuned to any of this I said, you know I got carrots from the shops and they just didn't taste anything like the carrots you brought over. I said, well yeah because I brought them from the far- straight from the farmer mm-hmm. you know I, I mean I'm lucky to able to do that where I live but most I think most places you have some kind of access and and yes or maybe you're growing yourself and you are going to a local orchard and and the taste is so different the amount of nutrients are so different the freshness obviously and the vibrancy and that that living that pulse that it has around it is so beautiful so beautiful
1: well, we've been experimenting a little bit with growing some vegetables uh, oh. here. And the kale that we've grown here mm. has just been phenomenally mm-hmm. delicious. It's a fun experience when you're actually connected with the thing that you're growing, mm. you know, and able to really see what you put into it and taste it.
2: <laughs> well, you're really, yes. I mean, the kale out of the garden is, is an arugula out of the garden too. Oh, <laughs> But it's, it's um, you're really connecting with the, the cycle of your own nourishment too, you know. And I think that's really important because who knows where this world is going down the line. I think it's very, very important. Well, I think everyone within the next 10 years, maybe 20 years, is going to need to grow some of their own something. I think they're going to have to I think it's going to be very important to start considering that anyone who hasn't already in in whatever way you can whatever mm-hmm. d- despite whatever limitations you may have in your space or your budget or I think it's really important to start to consider that because we don't know where things are going and a lot of you know if if you are in an area where you buy you have to buy from the shops a lot of the organic companies are being bought up by non-organic companies yeah. and seeds are getting, you know, and you don't know what's what really. Oh, it's really hard to tell. And Yeah. And so, and it's, I believe it's going to get worse in that respect, not to be
1: doom and gloom today, but just, I think that we have to be aware. Of I
2: think that's really important.
1: I like to think at some point over the past two years, a lot of people got a little bit in touch with how, fun and easy it can be to make some things when they got into sourdough (laughs) yes 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 the great sourdough explosion (laughs) oh that was fun (laughs)
2: of lockdown yes 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 very true and and I think that um you can bring that into into beauty potions whether it's something that you ingest or something that you use topically I think that that experience, it's it's much like gardening. And heavens, if you can grow some of your own flowers and and herbs, that's phenomenal too. I don't, but I love when people do. I, I have in the past. Yes. And it is quite an experience. And then you're taking those things
1: and you're actually making uh, a potion out of it. One of the things I really liked about your book was the amount of each you know, potion, each elixir that you were able Mm. to make, that you purposefully were given the amounts so that it could be used within the time period that it should be.
2: Yes, yeah, because, you know, there's a lot of potential for spoilage when you don't have preservatives or maybe you have a little bit of a natural preservative, but it's not, it's not really doing a ton, you know. So I think it's really important to be able to do that. And a lot of times, a lot of my recipes will make extra, because when I've, when I've created them, often it's been possibly put into a magazine or something. And so you have to have this very abundant photo with like a lot of face masks. And it's fresh and you think, oh my goodness, I can't possibly use this all. So I love that idea too of sharing. And whether it's, it's informal, you just bring a little bit to your friend, your neighbor, your mom, whoever, or whether it's gifting, I just, I love that idea. And I think this time of year, it's a really nice thing too, to make some things for people.
1: I've never met somebody who didn't absolutely love getting a homemade sugar scrub.
2: Yes, <laughs> yes, 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 absolutely, absolutely. And there's, you know, there are, there are all kinds of, there are all kinds of things in the book. There's all kinds of things out there. And, and I always encourage people to to come up with their own too and you know use all the ingredients listed in the back and and the intentions and and oh your yes. own things together you know
1: i think that your book is absolutely excellent for people who are interested in getting into making their own as well um in the back as you previously mentioned there is a fantastic guide um not only to where you can get a lot of the products that are listed but also to what the products are good for, you know, what each ingredient is good for and what it best aligns with. Mm-hmm. You know, essentially. Mm-hmm. So it's an excellent way to learn just going off of the different recipes. You know, you'd easily be able to modify it to suit your own needs.
2: You definitely can and I think the more you read into each ingredient cer- certain ones really will speak to you more than others and a lot of people say to me well where do I start and I say well you you know you 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 see what's really calling to you sometimes I like to just pick up a book like that and just see what page I open to or see what you you're drawn to maybe you like a particular ingredient or the idea of a certain kind of preparation and then you go from there and you can definitely I think it's really fun to read about the different ingredients too. Like maybe there's a little bit of backstory, a little bit of folklore. There's a ruling planet. There's, there's um, some special little anecdote about it. In addition to its practical uses. And I also encourage people to, to take the recipes that are in there and maybe change some things around to their liking. Although bearing in mind the, the point of that potion and so if you're going to uh swap an ingredient swap it for a like ingredient otherwise now you're starting to get it it's a little its intention can get a little skewed so and then it becomes a whole different thing yes so just just be mindful of that
1: But, but yeah it's really fun to play and i love to hear what people come up with yeah, I really loved the fact that there was such intention with each and every recipe within it, and you also included the, you know, time within the moon phase that it should be mm. done. Mm. Um, Ideally, yes. Nice. Ideally,
2: yes. I mean, sometimes you, you have a requirement or a need for something, and it's not necessarily the phase of the moon that it's exactly aligned with, but it's like any old any magic you. You need it now, so this would is what best. <laughs> yes, and you. What I do is I, I've, I'll switch my intention a little bit. So let's say you're making something. Um, let's say it's a growing moon, and you really need to get rid of a blemish, and you want to detoxify it. You want to get rid of it. Now that's not in sync with the bringing good things toward you part of the growing moon. So what I would look at it is. You know, you just switch your your intention a little bit, and you say, "Well, I'm clearing the way, so that good things can come through." You know, yeah. I am I'm, do you
1: that know what I me mean? Last, yeah, that was me last growing right. So, <laughs>
2: <laughs> and and sometimes you have to do it. Sometimes it's just how it is, and and so you just you just tweak it a bit, and you um and there's a lot of a lot of the potions in the book, and and I believe this wholeheartedly, is that. I like to have a little bit of balance going on, wherein if you have, let's say, a detoxifying elixir, I also like to put a little something in there that's nourishing too. Mm-hmm. So it's not just a, a total cleanse, a, a somewhat of a depletion. I like to, to also put something back. So, you know, I like to balance elements wherever possible if, if you're feeling like you've got a little excess fire in you naturally, let's just say, or a little excess earth in you next naturally, I like to always add in a little bit of something to balance that out, you know, in a potion. Feed your power, feed your elemental power for sure, but then give it a little something like a fiery potion I would always give a little grounding, a little earth grounding to and maybe an earth potion i might give a little fire to for a little motivation or i might give some water to to soften a bit you know so i think there's a lot a lot you can play with a lot you can have fun with too
1: yeah, it helps things not be as harsh as a lot of common beauty products are as well absolutely and and not as rigid i think too i think yeah. it's important to um
2: because your your beauty let's say your your skin your hair your body it's it's not the same every day it's not the same every season it changes it's we're constantly evolving and and it and it will always be changing so you have to be willing to step out sometimes of that comfort zone of what you know and say you know i have dry skin but for some reason today it's it's congested so and that's something-, something that we don't
1: think about a lot either. Mm-hmm. You know, we tend to just classify ourselves as one thing and you know, it, you're right, it does change. And-
2: it does and and you know, you you're talking about um a lot of factors. You have age, you have stress which, you know, will come and go. You have yeah. hormones which will come and go. You have seasons which will come and go. You have you have days that are just better than others, depending on, and and a lot of it's in the stars too. You know, you can, Venus can be in retrograde and you could say, well, gee, my hair looks terrible. You know, (laughs) or, you know, just things can happen. Your, your, your natal Venus can be doing something a little funky and you say, okay, well, hmm, maybe today is really not the day to go change my hair color. Okay. Okay, got it. Or oh, I changed my hair color and it's really weird. Well, <laughs> well, yeah, that 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 was about pretty much bound to happen, you know. Yeah. So, so I think all of that is is so great to pull in too because it just gives you more. It gives you more awareness.
1: And I think that that's something that tends to get passed over a lot, you know, among um, you know, in particular among the pagan community. At times, there's a focus on the spiritual rather than a focus on the physical. And when we're looking at things in that manner, we fail to account for the fact that both influence one another. So I they think absolutely
2: that, do. They're not separate.
1: I think that you're marrying them beautifully within Thank your
2: Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, I think that um, we can't... Spiritual people in general have a tendency to be out of the body for obvious reasons. And we also tend to absorb other people's energy, obviously. And so that can really put you away and out of tune and out of touch with your physicality, which we can't do because we need that strength if we're going to help others. We need that strength. We're going to uh, hopefully change the world one day. I don't know. But... (laughs) <laughs> but I have noticed amongst a lot of healers I've known throughout this lifetime, a lot of them I've known have been in, in poor health. And it is just for that reason. It's they're not really considering their own well-being. They're so busy helping others, working at this on the spiritual realm, they're not really taking care of their bodies. And so there's that. I think that that more than ever we need to be aware of our own health. You know, let's start with health. Let's start with well-being, and then progress into the the joy of the beauty ritual. But also, there's there is a bit of a a sense of beauty as being frivolous, mm-hmm. as being uh, something ridiculous to concentrate on, and that just makes me very angry when i when i've heard that kind of response or that kind of feeling especially amongst pagan communities because we should know better we yeah. should know that beauty heals you know oh, nature gosh. nature is beauty art is beauty music is beauty love is beauty they're healing and they're wonderful and they're pleasurable. And why is that
1: somehow superficial? It's not. I've wondered about that as well, uh, because it's a trap almost that we tend to fall into to Mm. devalue the appearance because we should be focused on more serious concerns. But in fact, the appearance is an outward reflection to a good degree of how you yourself are doing.
2: I couldn't agree with you more. I couldn't agree with you more. It's like it—it's like that old um, concept, I think it's Buddhist, where it's, you know, you tend to your home and your home is you. And so if your home is chaotic and messy, that is a, a direct indication of what's going on inside of you. If your front yard looks beautiful, but your inside house is a shambles, that's pretty telling, vice versa, or all of it. And so I think that's the same thing. Your body is you. It's just an outward extension. It's, a, it's an outward expression of what's going on inside. And if you're willing to take care of yourself spiritually, nourish yourself spiritually, why would you not be willing to nourish yourself physically on the inside and then take that out further? Yeah. Why wouldn't you want to take care of your
1: hair, nails, skin, teeth, your entire body? Yeah, it's it's a fascinating thing, and I'm surprised that it's not something I've seen, you know, discussed a bit more. You know? I just think
2: there's there's become a separation. I don't think there always was, but I feel that in the last, maybe in the last twenty years, maybe longer, that there's a real separation there. And it's almost as if, if you're a serious, magical practitioner, if you're the real deal, you don't care about that stuff. You know, if you're seriously spiritual, you're not thinking about what your hair looks like today.
1: Uh, And that's interesting because, like, so much of ceremonial magic Mm -hmm. is putting yourself in the right headspace by creating Mm -hmm. the right environment around you. And And it's it's adornment.
2: it's placement, yeah. it's atmosphere.
1: Yeah, I so think there'd be that focus on the self as well.
2: You would think. I mean, if you can don a ritual robe or cloak, why not don a ritual eyeliner? Yeah. <laughs> why not don a ritual facial serum? You know, I always, I describe it in the book, but I, I've always felt this way for a very long time that, you know, your beauty is a ritual, your well being is a ritual. Just as much as you hopefully prepare a meal and sit down to eat something, you're sitting at your dressing table. And that's your altar as much as your kitchen table is, or your dining table, or your actual altar. It's oh, the I really same
1: liked thing. That framing. <laughs>
2: yeah, thank you. It's the same thing, no? So I just I think it should be celebrated. I don't think anything less will do. I I don't. I don't think anything less honors us.
1: I I really liked the way that you were framing it that way within the book and how you were also going through the different tools that would be needed (laughs) for the ritual, for for the altar. And you were very good about referencing where you could purchase such things.
2: Mm. Mm -hmm. And
1: you know where you could purchase such quality things you know as well yes
2: yes because the
1: quality of the tools is very important
2: the quality of the tools is very important and i'm a huge fan of of reusing and, and and vintage and antique and wherever you can acquire those kinds of things however you can acquire those kinds of things but also if you're going to buy something new, be thoughtful about it. You know, I I've, I try to include a lot of, you know, let's say a, a, a brush or a comb or a, the little cotton pads that you use on your face. Maybe you're not using a cotton pad. Maybe you're using something that's washable and reusable. And yes, it's, it's more work. It's kind of a pain. It's a little bit more expensive, but really, in the end it's i think it's the way to go i think that you are honoring your earth by doing that as much as anybody can we we all just have to do our best we can't we can't do any more than that but but i think we have to make a concentrated effort if we're not going to use you know plastic shopping bags then why are we going to constantly be throwing out facial makeup removers and Mm -hmm. and of that nature why
1: why not consider all of that i think it's important yeah i really liked the focus on sustainability um within your book and within your work in general i think that's an important discussion
2: it is an important discussion and it's it's a challenging one because i feel like now We all, I'm sure there are many, many, many people out there doing their absolute best and small companies and doing their best to be sustainable and be mindful of their sourcing and their packaging, their shipping, just everything. But it's so hard, really, because you have to stop sometimes and say, what is sustainable at this point? Um, I don't know. I don't know that anyone quite has that answer. I think we're all just doing our best you know um for a while it was all about recycling and then you we all kind of got wind of the fact that things don't really get recycled at this point not it well in the states yeah. they don't the, you know the the states uh, recyclables don't really get that at this point so then it becomes well what can we reuse how long can we possibly reuse it for and it's a tough one it's a tough one because at some point you're making trash. At yeah. some point you're making something that you hope does not end up in the ocean.
1: Oh, but to be able to make some of the, your own you know, beauty ingredients, to be able to use recyclables um, to put yes. them in, yeah, I yes. think that's a really neat way to handle things.
2: It is. It, it really is. And it's, and you know, in that, in that realm too, like, you can really customize what what you have on your, on your beauty altar, much as anywhere in your home. You can really have that special jar you find or, or a beautiful little um, perfume bottle or something that you can recycle. And a lot of times you can get them for a song, really.
1: Oh, gosh, yes. There's a lot of very fun places. There are um, a lot of fun places. And there's a lot of local antique shops that are very absolutely. fun to go
2: to. Yeah, and, and Goodwills and garage sales. And maybe your auntie has some beautiful thing that she'd love to give to you. You know, it, there's there's it, there's tons of it. And then it, it really does become very special. I know when I sit down at my dressing table and I see this beautiful little jar and this this little you know, Egyptian rose water bottle, and who knows? Maybe it's something I found thrifted, and maybe it's something I bought during a trip, and it really is special to me because it reminds me of the place. But it does. It feels like the ceremony has begun now. <laughs> now I'm going to really step into my personal power and my feminine power and wow what's the day going to bring I can't wait to know
1: <laughs> you know uh, I think it's beautiful when you're able to fill your life with stories you know uh, around the things that are around yes. you yes you know, the yeah. more stories that you have the more you build yourself up mm. and you're able to present that to the world you know, I agree
2: nice I agree and I love I love when things tell their tales to you and they're special and and actually it, it kind of it can really heighten a conversation or start a conversation, which is always nice. Cause I think that's one thing we maybe need to get back to too, is more conversations and less
1: scrolling. <laughs> oh, you definitely have me agreeing <laughs> with you there. It's great to be able to connect with people. And it is. It really is re- a good way to do that. Yes. Uh, so where can people find you online? Well, they can find me at the
2: beautywitch.com that's my website and uh, you can see all my writing my magazine writings and my columns and you can order my book through there and order my I have a little boutique line of Eco Luke's beauty potions that you can buy and uh, I also do online I do um, well I'll be doing them in person soon but I'm not I'm not quite ready to. Uh, announce that but i um i do readings online astrology readings but beauty witch style so maybe i'll do your whole chart maybe i'll just do your moon or your venus and and kind of help you find what you need based on that information so that's really fun and you can also buy my book pretty much anywhere they're in the small shops they're in um Obviously, occult and spiritual bookshops, but they're also in regular bookshops. Somebody told me they saw my book in a Walmart. Oh, wow. I said, I said did you take a photo? They said, no. I said, why?
1: <laughs> that would be so <laughs> I, neat to see.
2: I think that would have been really surreal and hilarious and weird and funny and interesting. But um, you can also get it on Amazon, Barnes & Noble. You can get it through my publisher, Llewellyn. So yeah, so there's all of that, and also I'm as far as social media, I'm mostly on Instagram because I love pretty pictures of things and interesting things. So I'm on Instagram. I am the Beauty Witch official, mm-hmm. and I am on Twitter and well, Twitter never really, and <laughs> Facebook. I believe I'm Madame Beauty Witch, but I'm really not on there very much. I only when I'm forced to make a post <laughs> 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 to promote something, but no, I don't. I don't. Um, I just really like Instagram. I like that. I like all the visuals. I've met so many wonderful artists through. Oh, it's a really fun
1: place to scroll through.
2: Yes, I've met uh, connected with a lot of photographers around the world and graphic designers and fine artists and just just beautiful people. So I love that. And um, you can always drop me a line be on my website. I love to hear from people, answer any questions.
1: Uh, Do you have anything that you're currently working on that you'd like to share with our listeners? Oh, my goodness. I am working on so many things.
2: (laughs) My hair was standing on end this morning. I have a few things I'm cooking up at the moment, but they are in the works. Mm -hmm. I can tell you that I am going to be out and about a bit more this year and having some live live um, events so i will definitely be posting about that and i am going to be starting up an online masterclass and that will be very very exciting so yeah there's a lot of cool things i would say find me online find me on social media and you'll be up to date on everything as it unfolds
1: i will happily be following it all it was a pleasure to get to talk to you Thank you, and a pleasure to speak with you. So nice to meet you. That's nice to meet you too, thank you. Thank you.
0: Visit Alice Marie's website if you'd like to know more about her work. The book, The Beauty Witch's Secrets, can be found online and in all good bookshops. We've recently added a new t-shirt to our web store, designed to allow you to celebrate your love of folklore. So, if you want to help us in our work, why not do it with a Folklore Nerd t-shirt? Visit the website for more details. If you'd like to get access to more content in return for a small pledge of support each month, then join our other supporters at www.patreon.com slash thefolklorepodcast. Without that community, we wouldn't still be broadcasting to you all regularly. For the price of one cup of coffee, you could support us for three months.